Hey, top fans, it's Bill from Top Fan Rivalry here with a returning guest to the podcast. Now, normally I'm saying a new face, a new person. This one's a returning guest. We brought this individual back. He's a Giants fan. Um, and the first episode that we did, we dropped on, on the 17th of March. And 148 of you to date have listened to it already. So it's phenomenal. So, Marty, welcome back into the clubhouse. Thanks for having me on, Bill. You bet. You bet. Marty, you've had such success before, and I'm sure your your episode will, will get some more traction even. So I'm excited to have you back, and I'm excited to talk about a specific topic. We're going to talk about teams and ballparks this time. You know what we're going to do? Marty, let's talk about rule changes and how we feel about these rule changes. Yep. I mean, come on. Some of them are, yeah, maybe it makes sense. But most of them, don't you feel kind of like it's Little League and, you know, everybody needs to get at least one at bat and play three innings in the field? Yeah, so mostly this, this, all these new rules under the CBA are mostly going to be like. Yeah. Okay, so let's, let's take an easy one. Ghost runner. Runner at second in the 10th inning. What are your thoughts? Uh, worst rule ever. They, they really need to just get rid of this rule. I know the minor leagues and the independent leagues do it. But, I mean, at the same time, it's going to screw whoever the starting pitcher is of whoever is that game. Because, say, hey, you give up uh, – you pitch us maybe a one inning, you probably give up the one run because any base hit is going to – any – like a single or something is going to get that run in from second all the way to home. So it's like mm, – kind of gives the who, – the whoever the home, the home team an advantage, a disadvantage, mm-hmm. or vice versa. So you bring up a good point. So, Marty – let me ask you this. Let's say you have a relief pitcher. Now, you're a Giants fan, so let's say you have a relief pitcher that's a Giant, okay? Any other scenario, forget the runner on second for a second. Any other scenario, he comes in, he gives up a base hit to start the inning, and then strikes out the next three batters. Are you happy with that performance? Well, yeah, at least at least if it's not a run or, like, something that could cost the whoever the Giants to win, yeah, if that's but, the case. Yeah, but let's just say it's in the seventh inning. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are you happy with that performance? Three strikeouts and only one base hit given up? Yeah. I mean, at least they're, the relievers doing their job is trying to preserve the lead for the so the starter can get the win. Exactly. And then they. Exactly. So that's, you bring up a great point. Exactly. So what happens if we're in the 10th inning now? Your starter comes in, I mean, your uh, relief pitcher comes in, right, to start that inning and he gives up a crazy base hit, a CNI mm-hmm. base hit. That runner from first scores. Now you got a runner on first, and then he strikes out the next three guys. But then the home team can't score in the bottom of the tenth. He takes the loss for striking out three people and only giving up one base hit. Yeah, so it's the, that's a loss. Both worst case scenario. That's a loss loss for. Yeah, it's to me it's a crazy rule. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, I get the fact that they're trying to speed up the game. I get the yeah. fact. I was talking because I was telling some people that I was going to be interviewing you today. And I was talking, one guy actually brought up something to me that I thought was a great idea. He said, why don't you have the ghost runner on second starting the top of the 12th? So if you can't score in the 10th, 11th, then let's do it in the top of the 12th. So you're not wasting pitchers arms. Nobody wants to see, you know, nobody wants to see Brandon Crawford for the giants come in to pitch. Yeah. I mean, that just sucks. So, why not see no position well, players or the 13th? 
Right. I think maybe that's the better so they can kind of get the game, like the pace of play. So it doesn't like take forever. Cause there are certain times though, the games will go like what, 20 innings or I think what, what's the, the most innings ever in the game was like what, 25 at least. 25, 27, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Weird. huh? I remember, I remember staying up all night for the 2014 uh, NLDS when the Giants played the nationals when it went all the way to 18 innings. <laughs> yep. I was like, I was, uh, 13 gonna be 14. I was I stayed up at uh, at least maybe 12 1 a.m. that entire game just because like it wasn't until the 18th inning that somebody scored a run because the Giants were down one nothing because Jordan Zimmerman had been pitching a no hitter in a perfect and like a good game. Then they come in the ninth, they scored the one run. Then from the ninth all the way to the 17th, nobody scores. Yep, yep. It just takes forever. Now I'm yeah. I'm fan of the ghost runner on second. Do it the 12th or the 13th inning. Let's just yeah. play baseball in the 10th, 11th. You know, if you can't do it in yeah. the 10th, 11th, and 12th, maybe in the 13th inning, yeah, we'll bring But most <laughs> managers, Marty, and, and I think you probably agree with me, most managers manage to nine innings, and it drives me batty. They don't think, hey, what happens if we go into a 10th? What happens if we go yeah. into 11th? Right? Because you don't run out you don't run out of pitchers. Right, right. I mean, how many times have we – how many times have we seen in the last – half a dozen years where you go into the 12th or 13th inning and some position player is the only person, the backup catcher is the only person left on the bench and all the pitching has been used. And next thing you know, you've got somebody coming in to play third and the backup catcher is going to third. The third baseman is going to pitch. You're like, yeah. like you're basically wasting the guy's time. What if the guy gets injured? Yeah, exactly. That's the scary part. Exactly. Exactly. All right, Ghost Runner. So we got that. Um, tell me about your feel about the pitch clock. Mm, that's kind of a little interesting that they want to do a pitch clock. I get they want to have this, the who if they ever do a pitching change, they want to have the reliever come in. I mean, I think it's kind of cool. I think they should do it for pace of play. But I think, say, if the pitcher doesn't come in on the same time, I think they're kind of, in a sense, somebody told us there should be a penalty for the team. Like, I don't know how that would work if they, that happens. Cause I don't think that's ever happened. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, it hasn't. And so what do you, I mean, what's your penalty? Okay. Don't, don't do that again. Yeah. You got it coach. No problem. Well, right. no, I mean, I don't, what would you put like, maybe do the ghost runner at second, maybe the guy or intentional walk. Or a ball, know. right. Yeah. Something not as, you know, as harsh a ball. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting to me that that I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to speed up the game so that they don't lose fan interest. But at the same time, we're still seeing the same amount of commercials because in between the pitches, they got them at the little bottom of the screen. Carl's Jr. has blah, 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 or go to Wendy's or go to Big Five Sporting Goods. So you're still the announcers are still making them the same announcements and you're still getting the same amount of commercials. It's just yeah. your commercial breaks are shorter. Yeah. Right. And I just, I love the fact that we can speed up the game a little bit, but baseball is a mental game. It is very little physical. It is very yeah. mental. And so, I mean, not only is it mental, it's strategic. Yes. Yes. Thank you. That's a great way to put it. And I'm telling you, you start messing with, you know, clocks and runners on second. Yeah. What's yeah. another rule that's out there that you're not a big fan of? 
Um, I don't know what other. Uh, the one one is the Universal DH. I'm like 50 50. It's like, yeah, I think it's a good one, but at the same time, it's eh. I think just because since I'm I'm a since I'm a fan of a National League team, and plus the Giants have had good hitting pitchers throughout like their history, I could see why. But at the same time, I understand why and uh, the CBA want they wanted to have the DH for the CBA because of uh, the recent injuries, and not to mention the and nationally the ML the there's been a universal DH been trying to happen as far as back as the '60s, right. Because in 73, the DH was adopted. The AL voted to have a DH, which was uh, Charlie O'Finley is the one who proposed to be, had agreed, wanted to have a DH, and all the American League agreed. And then the NL around that time was trying to have it, but everybody, all the NL teams voted against it because they like the pitchers batting and kind of gives a little like fanfare because a lot of fans like pitchers uh, hit, like batting because you don't know what happens because they could hit a home run or something. Plus, there's also good hitting pitchers today. Like, look at DeGrom. He's has a, he's a pretty good hitter. Uh, Julio Julio Urias, uh, Madison Bumgarner, Zach Greinke, uh, yeah. Jake Arrieta. All those guys can hit. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. The um, the thing that the so I was a fan of getting rid of the DH as a whole and going back to old school baseball where the pitcher hits. But when they gave this universal DH thing a try. I'm going to tell you, being a Dodger guy myself, I love it because we got a couple of guys that are getting older. And so this would give them a shot to get, you know, this gives us a shot to re-sign JT, right, yeah. next year. This gives us a shot to to bring a couple old – this gives us a shot for T.O. Albert to play one more season, right, yeah. to play one more season. This gives him a shot to do that. Um, the uh, – um, so it, I think it's good for the game, right? Yeah. I mean, Albert's coming up on 700 home runs. Yeah. It's good for the game. Right. Uh, and nobody, nobody really wants to, um, watch, you know, a, a, an automatic out. Now yeah. you've been blessed as a Giants fan. I've been blessed as a Dodger fan to have good hitting pitchers. Madison yeah. Bumgarner is a good hitting pitcher. Now he's in Arizona, but he's a good hitting pitcher. Clayton Kershaw is a good hitting pitcher. Walker Buehler is a good hitting pitcher. Julio Rios had a couple home runs last year. He's a good hitting pitcher. Um, Max Scherzer is not a good hitting pitcher, right? Yeah. And so, he had hits. yeah, I mean, what did he go like? Oh, for 30 at one point. Yeah. He right? was 0 for so I guess, I mean, the universal DH, I actually like it. Now I'm a fan of it. Again, offense sells tickets, defense wins games, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm a fan of it. Uh, I'll, I'll like to see how it plays out. It would be, you know, it'd be interesting to do with the universal DH hmm. is have the universal DH in place during the regular season, but during the playoffs, remove the universal DH and, and both leagues have to bat their pitcher. Yeah. That would be interesting to see what happens. Cause the, what was it? Somebody put that the MLB really wants to like, not make the MLB a, a pitching like league compared to like other sports like the nfl like a quarterback league the mlb is a pitching league they want to add more offense more runs more of that i mean i think they've they've been trying to do it for years because remember in 1968 the year the pitcher happened and i think they saw that oh the pitchers are gonna get more advantage because look at what happened yeah 31 wins by danny mcclain and bob Gibson with the 112 era even though yeah they moved them out but look what look what happened years later like what jackson said in the dec decade of the 70s 
yeah, they moved the mound, but pitcher still got better. Like, look at Seabree at a 1.76 ERA in 71. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, you know, honestly, I don't mind the University of the H anymore. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to watch um, a lot more runs scored. It's going to be fun to know that you don't have one guy in the lineup that's an automatic out, right? So, and it also speeds up the game in the sense that you're now not playing, okay, well, it's a sixth inning. It's the bottom of the sixth inning. Um, You know, name the pitcher, right? Uh, uh, You know, Arias uh, is up. He's had 75 pitches, but we're up three to one um, and the bases are jacked. Well, you know, now you've got a new pitcher on the hill, right? And it, you know, most managers would say, okay, let's pull him. Let's see if we can't have a big inning. He's already going to get the win, right? Now you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to make those decisions. Yeah. Adding the DH is now, I think it benefits a lot of teams though. Like a lot of, because there's a couple of players who are like, I think, for example, Castellanos, he's he's awful defender, but he's a good, he's a, he would be good for a DH. And same with Giancarlo Stan. Giancarlo Stan is a terrible fielder, but a good DH. You can yeah. see why he went to the AL. Totally. Totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. Um, the, uh, yeah, so the University DH, I don't mind. I don't mind the, the pitch clock. Um, I hate the ghost runner. Um, I will say this, and I don't mind expanding the rosters, a couple of, of players yeah. like they did this year. The The one thing that I do still, it's not a rule, but it's the way that everybody looks at it. I hate the pitch count. I absolutely hate it. Because oh, when I played count. when I played high school and college, you didn't have a pitch count. If you looked at the years that, um, and you could fact check this, but the years that the Rangers went to the World Series or went uh, it wasn't a back-to-back seasons where they went to the World Series. Yeah, it was 2010 and 11. Yeah. Um, if I'm not mistaken, either Nolan Ryan was a part of the organization then or he had left there and went to the Astros, but he had some hands in the, the Rangers. And I remember reading an article about Nolan Ryan when he was part of the Rangers. And he said, I don't care about pitch counts. I want my players, my pitchers to be the best conditioned athletes in the game and that's the way that I was coached right when you know if I wasn't pitching one day I ran five miles I was in the weight room not building bulk but building strength but I ran five miles I think I I honestly think and I told this I tell this everyone I think the starting pitchers dying because back in like the 50s 60s 70s and 80s you got guys that could go 200 uh what's it called 300 innings a season over 200 pitches a game like look at Juan Marichal versus Warren Spahn in, uh, in 1963, they hooked up for, what, 18 innings, and they both pitched a complete game. Like, it just seems like that now pitch counts, oh, we need to worry about this guy. Well, I think more of the fact that pitch counts came into play was more back with Tommy John, because Tommy John, when Tommy John surgery happened, I think everybody realized, oh, we need to add pitch counts because we can't let this guy blow up this arm or this guy, um, what's it called? Go too long because he's not, he's not, uh, he's, he's not strong enough. He doesn't have the stamina. Right, right. Um, no, that's it, that's true, right? And I, the the interesting thing that you have, I'm just looking up something on on rule changes here, but the interesting thing that you have is, um, is you don't. I, I it drives me nuts when when announcers will look and say, oh, well, you know, he's coming out and it's 
96 pitches and it's the seventh inning and he's coming out for the that inning. I'm like, so what? You've got the best, you got the best trainers that the world can buy for every mm-hmm. team. These guys are professional athletes, and most teams now are running a five-man rotation, right? And Back so that means format. that pitchers aren't pitching every fourth day like they used to. They're pitching every sixth day. And, I mean, so you're going to pitch Monday and Sunday. What's that? Oh, like, so, okay, just look this up. So the guy that has uh, thrown the most pitches since uh, 2010 is Justin Verlander. He's uh, thrown the most pitches. And they said every year he's averaged at least 100 pitches a game, which is the longest active streak by any pitcher in the league league history. So... Mm -hmm. I mean, look at that. I mean, hell, even though he throws a lot of pitches, he's still good for what he's doing. Oh, it's yeah. kind of sad because somebody said that complete games are dying. Back then, yeah. you could get get third. Like, look, I remember when I was with Fergie Jenkins at the card show, Fergie told me that in the signing year, he, in 39 starts, 30 of his starts were complete games. Yep. Like, that's crazy. Yep. No, no, no. They, they – listen, Marty – it used to be uh, like if you couldn't finish your game, even in the yeah. 80s, if you couldn't finish your game, people were kind of looking at you like, hmm. Like if you look on your 28-man roster, which has been extended from 26 to 28, right? Yeah. You look on your 28-man roster on the Giants, I'll bet you you have 14 pitchers on there, 12 to 14 pitchers. Okay. In the 80s, you had four starters typically – you had yeah. maybe one closer and you maybe had three guys in the bullpen. Mm-hmm. So maybe you had 10 pitchers total. You didn't have all these spot relievers and things like that. Now I will tell you this. I do love the fact that pitchers have to pitch three batters. Yeah. Okay? I get so tired of, okay, Marty's up. He bats right-handed. You know, we're going to throw in, you know, Skippy to pitch to him because he's right-handed. Oh, after Marty comes Joey, well, Joey's left-handed, so we're going to put Bill in to pitch to him. That drives me insane. I understand the mentalness of it. Yeah, the lefty but, special. But when you are at that level, when you are playing at that high of a level, you better dung on be able to hit right-handers and left-handers. Yeah. Shouldn't be a question. Ask Jack Peterson, though, right? <laughs> that's why we need switch. That's why we need more switch hitters. But and they're all there's not even not even a lot of switch hitters are even there. That's another thing that's dying, and that's sad to see. Well. At that level, though, it's really hard to be a switch hitter at that level to play. I mean, keep in mind, so you mentioned before we started uh, filming, you mentioned Bobby Miller, okay? Bobby Miller uh, struck out uh, Shohei Otani to lead off that game on Tuesday. What was the pitch clocked at? Uh, Over 100 miles an hour. Yeah, it was like 100.2 miles an hour, okay? Try to learn how to hit that from both sides of the plate. That's impossible. It's yeah, it's difficult, right? It's difficult. Now, when you're playing the Little League and you have, like, the coach's son that's usually the the best pitcher or whatever, yeah. and then you've got Junior out in center field that can pitch an inning and barely get the ball over the plate, yeah, you can practice being a switch hitter. But at a competitive level like this, it's not a dying breed. It's just hard to find guys like that. Yeah. We have to be like a Mickey Mantle or a Chipper Jones who can do it. Yeah, yeah. What about the Shohei rule? What do you think about the Shohei rule? I think it's kind of a good rule. I think it's kind of good that they uh, na- named a rule after him to, with if he's still pitching. Wait, if he's still pitching, he can still stay right in the yeah. lineup. 
I think it's good. I mean, I know he's probably the only pitcher that bats. So, I mean, hell, I mean, that's a good that that's good that they're keeping the two way player movement because I know yeah. there's a couple. Yeah. I know in Arizona at my college, they actually the community college district board voted to make two way players legal now because back then they were not illegal. So now this year, what they saw with Otani, they changed it where two way players can can now become a thing where the, they can pitch and hit and play. Yeah. So what the funniest thing about that whole thing is to me, actually, <laughs> is Shohei could pull a hamstring, let's say. I hope yeah. this doesn't happen, but he could pull a hamstring tonight and never be able to play another major league game. Yet he's left his mark on major league baseball because he has his own freaking rule. Yeah. Right. Which I think is awesome. So, um, okay. So basic recaps, right? We both agree. Ghost Runner, suck. No. Bad idea. Now, again, Marty, are you with me? Could we change it to say the top of the thirteenth? Yeah, we could. We could do it if it, if the game's getting too long. Then let's add the runner. If yeah. it's not, let's the add game's the runner. Long, let's, let's add runner a second. We're gonna give you the tenth, eleventh, and twelfth score. You can't do that. Yeah. All right, boys, we're gonna stick somebody on second for you. Um, I like that. Uh, you know the Shohei rule. I'm okay with it too. Universal DH, we talked through that a little bit. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the expanding the roster by two players? I think it's a good move because, say, if there's any injuries, I think it's a good that they don't have – they actually did change the limit to how many times the player can call up. If it's five times, you can right. call between the majors and the minors. So I think yeah. adding the two players is a good thing because you don't have the option to play yeah. to the yeah. minors, and, and, they don't, and they're going to run out of minor league options. Exactly. I agree. I agree. Guys in, in L.A., guys like Mitch White and Andre Jackson, like had frequent flyer miles between OKC and L.A. I mean, it was ridiculous. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, the uh, OK, the last one that I, I that doesn't come into effect this year, but I'm interested in your opinion on it, Marty. And and by the way, top fans, if, if you're if you're not familiar with Marty, I will make sure that I tag him when we drop this in Instagram. He also does another podcast called uh, Lewis, uh, Louisville Sluggers. Yeah. Yeah. And this guy has baseball history and knowledge. If you haven't heard it in his voice, he's yeah. got it already. Like, remember in 1961 and 1940? Remember in 1877? Like, Marty's a good historian. So just understand that. Here we go, Marty. You ready for the last one? Uh -huh. Yeah. The shift rule. It gets oh, banned next year, yeah. next season. What do you think? I think it's a good move for the guys who like have issue. For example, Joey Gallo, like Joey Gallo. If my, if you take the shift, Joey Gallo could actually do some damage. That's imagine if the sh no shift, Joey Gallo is up to, up to bat. He's going to do major damage, but it affects him because they put the shift on him because they know he uh, likes to, he likes to swing and miss. No, agreed. Agreed. I, I had my own tweak to it again. Um, you know, these these different rule things, I always look into these different rule things. I had my own tweak to it. Here's my tweak. You ready? Mm -hmm. Shift. I don't care if you want to put all seven people behind the pitcher on yeah. one side of the I don't care. Okay. Here's the rule. Everybody's spikes needs to at least be able to touch the dirt. Mm. Okay. I don't want you playing rover, right? Yeah. So if you want to put all seven people on one side of the infield. Everybody spikes got to be able to touch dirt. I don't care. Did the Dodgers do that against the Padres uh, one one game? 
something um, like that. Yes. Where they put all of them in like one part of the infield. All yeah. seven of the guys, they move them to the infield. Yes. And I want to say, I can't, I think it was Eric Hosmer that was up, but they yeah. put like, yeah, it was just like a row of defenders. Yeah. But I don't, I don't care. If you want to stick a row of defenders and a row behind them, I can care less. But everybody's got to be able to, their spikes have to be able to touch the dirt. Fair enough. I mean, I, to me, that seems fair. But banning the shift, again, uh, listen, I didn't play professionally. I did not make it that far. Okay. I wanted to, but yeah. when, when the game be, started to become a business, there's, there's two sides to baseball. There's the game, right? Yeah. And then there's the business of baseball. When I started seeing the business of baseball, I couldn't stomach it. It was too much. Oh, with and all the contracts that we're getting, we're getting out, like the players signing those like 10 year deals. No, what, what was it when I was still playing, what was expected of me, what they wanted me to do if I wanted to get drafted, how we want to do. And I saw stuff that I'm not going to talk about on camera, <laughs> but no. you know, it, it's just uh, when I saw the business of baseball, just, it wasn't for me. My heart, you know, fell out of it. But again, if you play at that level, you better doggone be able to hit to both sides of the field. Mm -hmm. Okay. And if you can't, you're not good. What, you know, Joey Gallo is a perfect example, right? Yeah. I mean, but now he's got that short porch in right field with the Yankees. So he's going to hit a bunch of, bunch of dingers, right? He had uh, over tweet, he had 25 in New York, 13 in Texas. So kind of that gave him a major advantage. Yeah. Yeah. I, amen. I agree. There's, like a major like uptake and a major swing there. So, yeah, 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 yeah. I think there's oh, we asked about the double header rule, the nine inning double headers. They went from oh yeah, yeah. I look. What do you think? I think it's a good rule. I mean, I remember yeah. back in the day, uh, my grandma in San Francisco, her and her cousins, they actually went to see the Giants and the Braves, and Juan Marichal and Gilbert Perry pitched. Uh, Juan Marichal game one, Gilbert Perry was game two, and I think Phil Necro. This is an interesting one. He pitched both games. Game one and game two. Right. And, well, that was one of the facts because knuckleball pitchers, the velocity doesn't hurt them, right? Yeah. Because they can pitch as, as long as they want. The um, – I I hated the seven-inning doubleheader. Yeah. Okay. It's Again, if, if we're going to play Little League Baseball, let's just let everybody have one at bat and everybody needs to play three innings in the field. Yeah. None of that applies, right? I hated it. So I'm glad that we have the – nine inning doubleheader again and again i don't want to pretend like because i'm sitting on my couch watching this right but these guys make an awful lot of money to do this for a living mm -hmm. and they only do it for a couple of years see in our careers marty um you know we may work 50 years in our career before we retire mm -hmm. or 40 years a lot of these guys are going to work between 12 and 20 years and they're going to retire and they're going to retire when they're 42 43 and have plenty of money to live out the rest of their life mm -hmm do whatever they want. Right. So, all right. Did we cover it, Marty? Did we get everything? I think yeah, we I think did. We, got everything. we did. Okay. Top fans. Again, this is Marty Castro. Please, by all means, I will, I will make sure that I tag him in the next post when this drops. Um, I appreciate you, Marty, being in the clubhouse. Thank you so much. We're going to have you on again. All right. Um, top fans. If you haven't already done it, make sure that you do it. There's tons of merchandise that are up. Uh, use the code on the merchandise um, as uh, TFR cares. Use that code on the merchandise and or Jackson. You can use either code. 
Uh, Jackson will get you a little bit more than TFR Cares actually sees Jackson. And then finally, um, locker room access. Uh, go in and get your locker room access. $36 a year. It's awesome. There, we actually have a private YouTube channel that we're putting up on there where we're going to put some um, things and daily stuff for uh, different organizations and just some fun stuff. So check out the Top Fan website every single day. Just go to it. Have a good time. There's stuff there. Look around, cuts around on on some of the articles and things. And Marty, we'll have you on again. I appreciate you coming right. on and being willing. No problem, Bill. All right. Have a good one. Thanks, Top Fan. Thanks.